Moderne India podcast. My name is Rina Sundu. I'm the author of the textbook Demodane India, which is written in Norwegian, and I'm also the founder of the NGO Demodane India. Demodane India is a business-driven climate initiative where sustainability goals and diversity are the frameworks of all our activities. The today topic for today's podcast is India-Nordic relations, and PhD Chamber are the host. I am honored to have with me the Norwegian ambassador to India, Honorable Mai Elin Stenberg. In September, the Mubane India, together with PhD Chamber and Greenstart, hosted the first session on Indo-Nordic Cooperation Seminar for Businesses. We had with us companies from all the five Nordic countries. And next week, the Mubane India will be hosting an India-Nordic Roundtable, together with Invest India, Indian Danish Chamber of Commerce and Swedish India Business Council at the World Economic Forum in Davos. So, naturally, the topic for this podcast had to be India-Nordic relations. My Elin Stjernberg, the Honorable Ambassador to India, was Director at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Norway. She has led the section for the whole of Africa, of, uh, of Africa and West Africa covering Norway's policy and development relations with 25 countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Until July 2018, Mayelin was Norway's Deputy Permanent Representative to the United Nations Headquarters in New York. She has worked with the Norwegian Foreign Service for 24 years and has had postings to the UN offices in Geneva and at the Norwegian Embassy in South Africa. Welcome to the Budane India podcast, Marjorie Stenberg. Thank you very much, Rina. I'm very happy to be here with you and to talk about Nordic collaboration in India, but also uh, about Norway and India. Yes, we are <laughs> sure that our listeners are really eager to listen to you. Marjorie, there is a significant scope for future growth between India and the Nordics. There is a vast opportunity for Indian industry to form partnership and joint ventures and enter into technology transfer agreements between institutions and enterprises in the Nordic region. India's need for greater market knowledge, information and specific procedures, compliance norms, and more can be met through the Nordics. Let me start with the first question. We, the Nordics, have one of the oldest and most wide-ranging forms of regional political collaboration. How do the Nordic countries collectively approach business and diplomatic collaboration in India? And what role does specifically Norway play in these collaborations? Let me say first that the Nordics, uh, together, we are a great force uh, here in India. And we are a greater force together than we are each and every one of us, of course. Uh, and as you also alluded to, uh, we can bring expertise in global solutions uh, in the field of climate and in the field of environment. And we have specific technicalities that we can contribute. Um, and uh, this is, this is uh, important that we are also together as a Nordic group because India is among the fastest growing economies in the world. Uh, if not the fastest growing of the big uh, economies. And it's a great market for Norwegian and for Nordic te technology. It's a great market for know-how and for businesses. 
uh, and therefore we value this cooperation that we can have together, the Nordics, in, uh, in India. And should I also say then uh, that uh, uh, talking about Norway specifically and what would be yes. our role, um, we uh, have uh, taken upon us to host the Nordic India Summit this year and it will be hosted in Oslo at the end of this year. And we really look forward to welcome, uh, welcoming India to, to Oslo and the Indian Prime Minister to Oslo to this greater collaboration uh, that, uh, that we will, uh, will have. And this will be, of course, on the business side, but also on the broader issues as peace and security, multilateral cooperation, green transition and climate change, blue economy and digitalization. Wonderful. Yes, and you rightly said it, Marilyn. Uh, Sweden has hosted the Nordic India Summit, and then Copenhagen has done it, and uh, we are all very eagerly looking forward to hosting India Nordic Summit um, by the Foreign Ministry uh, this year. But, uh, Marilyn, the Nordic region, region has one of the largest economies also in the world, while India is the fastest growing one. Mm. Nordic countries are known for the strong emphasis on social responsibility mm. and sustainable business mm. practices. How are these reflect values reflected in Nordic businesses operating in India? Can you please elaborate? Um, I can elaborate on that, but it's more on giving examples from Norwegian companies, since yes, that yes. is my um, my um, my uh, responsibility more than the other Nordics. But we are, of course, working together, and you are right that we have these common values, um, and we have now about 120 Norwegian companies operating in uh, in India, and uh, you can see through those. Uh, companies working here that there is a mix of cultures happening. For example, a company like Orkla who owns uh, now MTR Foods and they are working as an owner uh, with MTR to also uh, to also apply some of the cultures that we have from Norway and then and then the, there is a there is a mix. We also there is also a small company called Pickle uh, they are ha helping to digitize and archive material from Indian heritage, heritage sites. So it's really, you know, putting culture in the center and, uh, and doing that through business cooperation. Also, our big companies like Startcraft and Equinor have very strong bases here. And uh, particularly maybe Startcraft, they have been, you know, operating hydropower in Norway for about 100 years and can also contribute uh, to, to that here in, uh, here in India. Also, uh, I, I would like to mention that Norwegian companies um, really stepped up during the second wave of COVID here in India and, and made a substantial contribution towards COVID relief, uh, which is also part of the values that we, are, what we want to, to build together. Uh, then, uh, the, the business uh, association called Norwegian Business Association in India, they're also trying to focus on um, getting more women leaders uh, into uh, the Norwegian businesses and the businesses that we are cooperating with here in India. Uh, and that is also taking um, the, the, um, the values of equality, gender equality from Norway to, to India. It's, we, we feel that India is also very open to that and we as an as a official um, partner at the embassy, we also support that very much. I'm happy to hear that because as you probably already know, the Norwegian Business Association is heavily male dominated. Male dominated only, I, I recall they hardly had any female on the board 
at least for the past four years. Mm. I'm happy to hear that they're trying to change that. And having a female ambassador probably will make things uh, go faster. <laughs> <laughs> at least we can push more. <laughs> yes, yeah, wonderful to hear that. Uh, now I would like to move over to the Nordic-Indian trade partnerships. Over the past two decades, the total trade between EFTA states and India has been growing steadily. In 2022, the combined EFTA-India merchandise trade surpassed 6.1 billion US dollars. How do you see the EFTA agreement and business relations between the regions and specifically Norway? So let me just say that uh, the EFTA states, it's not only the Nordics or it's uh, Norway and Iceland among the Nord Nordics and then you have Switzerland and Liechtenstein. Since you are going to divorce, it's highly relevant also to talk about the EFTA states. Um, and uh, you might uh, be aware that uh, we are now, uh, as EFTA, currently negotiating a free trade agreement with India. We had our trade minister, Norwegian trade minister, Jan Christian Vestre, in India just before Christmas for meetings to, to, um, to negotiate uh, this free trade uh, agreement. And we really are hopeful now that uh, we will be able to reach a positive conclusion of this agreement very soon. Uh, and with such an agreement, there definitely the business link linkages will be stronger and deeper even more than they are uh, now. Also, let me mention that uh, if we manage to get a free trade agreement, it will not be only about trade. It will also be about other kind of cooperation. It will be about technology transfer and increased uh, mobility uh, between India and EFTA uh, countries. So it will be something that we really would like to see very soon. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I've just heard from various uh, sources that each country we're negotiating have their own interests, so it's not an easy mm. task to find mm. a common ground ground for the EFTA agreements. Um, uh, given the Nordic commitment to renewable energy, you have already mentioned Statkraft. How are Norway uh, and the Nordic countries specifically contributing to the green initiatives and sustainable development in India. Let me just say also first, Irina, that uh, these times are so exciting to be in India. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, everyone is looking to uh, India to achieve the sustainability goals. The most populous country, it's really important that we get India on board if we don't, we won't reach the sustainability goals as, uh, as, uh, as the world. Uh, so therefore, this is a crucial and a very important uh, question uh, for me to answer that also to look at the examples from the Norwegian uh, businesses. And we have world-leading technologies, world-leading expertise to offer that can be scaled up in India. Um, and uh, uh, we, we have, uh, uh, between India and Norway, a Blue Economy Task Force. We also have an India-Norway Energy Task Force. And in these task forces, we are looking at how can we increase these uh, initiatives, how can the energy and the green uh, initiatives and the blue initiatives also around in the oceans. Yes, because we have the blue economy and the green economy, right? Yeah. 
we do. And uh, the blue economy is, of course, something where we can really contribute as Norway. Uh, no, uh, India is so much bigger than Norway. <laughs> the, the population is so much bigger and also the, uh, the, um, uh, the India as, as a country is much bigger. But if you look at the, at the, um, at the ocean around the countries, uh, India is not that much bigger than Norway, and Norway has a long tradition of maritime cooperation and uh, and the offshore work that we can work with India with, and where we can contribute um, our technologies, and that is also very very much uh, valued here. So we will work on these uh, issues uh, issues together. Well, that's wonderful to hear because we just had a blue economy seminar with the DNB. And uh, what was interesting to see that the crowd of participants was just totally different. So obviously the interest for India is huge also in Norway. We see that different kind of companies are coming for the different kind of events that the modern India is hosting. So I was overwhelmed by seeing all these people who came for the Blue Economy mm. seminar. Um, let's talk about the Arctic. Mm. Uh, Norway has significant presence in the Arctic. Um, are there opportunities for collaboration between India and the Nordic countries and particularly in which areas do you see these opportunities when it comes to the Arctic? Certainly there are opportunities and uh, I was very lucky in June um, when uh, uh, when uh, Minister of Earth Sciences of India, Mr. Rijiju, uh, visited Norway and he visited also Svalbard and I came with him on that visit. So of course uh, we elaborated together what can we, how can we work together. And as a result of that uh, visit, it, India now has for the first time a researcher staying the whole winter season at the Svalbard Research Station. Uh, so that's uh, in, in New Olesund. Um, so uh, so this is uh, this is a very good uh, good way of cooperating. This is bilaterally between Norway and India, uh, but also on the Nordic uh, on the Nordic scale, uh, there definitely is um, uh, uh, we can work more on uh, on the um, uh, on the polar research and. The Nordic countries are members of the Arctic Council. Norway is now um, the chair of the uh, Arctic Council, and we are working uh, very closely with the observer countries, such as Inda, India, to see how how can we be working even close closer. Let me also mention that the Norwegian Polar Institute and then, and the Indian National Center for Polar and Ocean Research, which is placed in, in Goa, they are working very closely together and they have been doing so for many years al al already. So that is also a very good basis for this kind of uh, cooperation in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the future. Listening to your passion, your mm. positive passion, Maya Lindsay, and I'm sure you're getting all the <laughs> Indian stakeholders on board <laughs> for this uh, Arctic um, partnership. Um, I mean, I would like you to touch up on that as you already said, Norway and India share strong, growing bilateral relationships in the areas you already mentioned, ocean, energy, mm. and um, environment. And that the trade has uh, between has doubled mm. just the recent year. Mm. And then Indians always have huge interest in the Norwegian sovereign wealth fund. Mm. Whenever any Indian comes to Norway, when you also think, can we meet somebody from Norges Bank? Mm. Yeah, that's the first question. <laughs> and as you know, Nikolai Tangen is mostly impossible to get on board unless you book him for three months or four mm. months in advance. Um, and I guess you also receive the same kind of interest. 
for both the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund, but we also have uh, this climate investment fund mm. that has invested 7 billion Indian rupees, mm. which is about 974 million Norwegian crowns. Mm. And uh, you are hosting this minister, you are hosting mm. um, delegations from Norfolk coming, mm. and then you already mentioned that we have 120 Norwegian companies operating in India. It must be so exciting for you mm. uh, to see this. So how do you see the future prospects uh, for collaboration, both when it comes to businesses but also when it comes to um, the Nordic countries, do they have similar funds mm. or is Norway like the star? Mm. No, well, um, definitely uh, this is very exciting uh, and I feel really lucky, you know, to be in the, in the midst of, uh, of, uh, of, of this and, uh, and uh, looking at the Norwegian interests and the Norwegian relations to, to, to India and being the the representative of Norway here in India is very interesting and as you said yes we do also get a lot of interest for the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund it's an independent fund so we don't as government uh, actors we can really not decide but I still uh, believe that they are one of the largest single foreign investors in in India they uh, it, it is the investment is now around uh, 18 billion uh, US dollars in India so it's it's quite substantial yes. also you mentioned the climate investment fund and our um, uh, that is an, a fund uh, f through Norfund which is um, which is um, an also independent fund, but, uh, but uh, uh, under the Minister of Development. And she was here in November to look at some of those investments in, in Punjab that uh, the, um, the Climate Investment Fund has been doing. It's very exciting indeed. Um, and these are what uh, these are developments that we would like to, to look at and develop, of course. Uh, uh, talking about the blue economy, um, we also have a, a, um, a specific cooperation with India on marine spatial planning um, and also uh, on combat combating plastic pollution. Uh, so that is also, of course, something that we would would uh, like to uh, to develop. Together with Innovation Norway, um, we uh, we are uh, providing necessary backing and support to Norwegian businesses to help them like understand and you know navigate here in India. So uh, they are very interested, as you are also uh, alluding to, and uh, and uh, this is something that probably will then just we will see even more of, and it will be uh, and it's something that we are really encouraging. This is all music to my ears and I'm sure it's music to the listeners <laughs> as well. And I'm so happy, my Stanley, seeing your enthusiasm also now. I remember the first conversation we had, you said to me, Rina, I felt that I have won the lottery <laughs> when I was told that I would be the ambassador to India. Um, I, this uh, question, I think, maybe is out of place, but do you feel the same today, my Stanley, four months <laughs> down the road? Well, uh, as you said, Rina, I've been there for four months now, so it's still in the early stages. And I still have that feeling of, you know, I'm so lucky and uh, one of the really luckiest people in the Norwegian Foreign Service to, to be able to have this responsibility for no Norway-India relationship and also to, to, you know, dive into this vast country uh, and explore the opportunities for Norway here in India. I really feel lucky. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> 
with this we will end this podcast episode I am sure that you, Honorable Ambassador Mayalin Stenner, will take Norway innovations to new heights. Thank you so much for taking out time to do this podcast. And during this podcast, Mayalin Stenner, we have covered Nordic collaboration in India, uh, Nordic business values. We have also discussed a little bit Nordic Indian trade partnerships, uh, EFTA specifically. And I'm happy that you elaborated on the renewable energy and green initiatives driven by the government of Norway. We're also companies like uh, Startcraft are involved. And of course, I'm sure some of the listeners are interested to hear about the Arctic Corporation. And uh, we are listening, we are all looking forward to uh, all the exciting collaboration that will happen between India and Nordics and Norway specifically. And of course, we would uh, like all our listeners to be aware that uh, the India Nordic Summit will take place in Norway after the election, as uh, Mayelin Stenner said, hopefully end of this year. Once again, Mayelin Stenner, thank you so much for taking our time to join the podcast Demodan India. Thank you so much for inviting me and it's been very nice to be here.